Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we talk to Corbina Appiah, discuss the final series and celebrate getting an 8th. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Fred and Pops McMorrow. Why am I calling you Pops McMorrow? Stop it. Because I'm old, is it? Because you're old. Is that what? <laughs> you're officially old now. Can you explain it? Uh, well, at the risk of getting a kick in the bottom, it would appear that I may be going to be a poppy. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Officially old. I am a little bit excited. It's not just a joke anymore. No, although it has offered you guys a serving of oh, take the piss. I love it. And you are maxing it. All right, walkout song. You should get this one. It must be 100 years old. No idea what the song is, but is it about our mate's little FIFA run? It is. (laughs) (laughs) It is the Spencer Davis group. Keep on running. Yeah, Mm. it was one of the best moments. I haven't seen as much football as I probably should have over this weekend, but that moment, I saw that, replayed it, enjoyed it, laughed at it. Good. It's your mate, isn't it? He's so special. You just want me to say what I really think, don't you? No, that's right. Luke, do you want to explain it, Luke? Well, our good friend Liam Reddy um, going on a bit of a run uh, when his club really did not need it. Uh, losing the ball, <laughs> losing the ball outside the box. Oh, come on. Didn't he pass it to them? Uh, uh, yeah, he may as well have. <laughs> uh, well, Perth, we'll probably talk about it a bit more soon, but Perth really did throw that. They had Melbourne City on the ropes. And then Reddy goes and does that and just completely stuffs it for him. And oh, there was a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, there was. Like but the commentators momentarily talked about uh, fourth place in a home final, didn't they? Mm. Well, yeah. Perth, chance. Perth, <laughs> well, it was Perth if they got on one the more goal. Yeah. Perth had them on the ropes. They did get one more goal. Yeah. It's unfortunate well, yeah, the city got a few yeah, more. A matter of, yeah. Like, mm. Because they can't defend, because their goalkeeper just decides to run up half the pitch, um, it didn't happen. But my favourite bit of that whole thing was... Um, when he was tackled, the ball spills to Mark Warren. Mark Warren, who is just a shining star of the A-League, uh, still did the wrong thing. We love Even him. though Liam Reddy was standing two feet away from him. Mark Warren has the ball and he still tries to beat the man in front of him and then loses the ball. And Thelma City score from 40 yards out. Two, and two great that's players. That's why he's no longer with us. That's why he's no longer with us. Mm. Mm. Right, Fred, you got your question, mate? I do. So... We're done for the season. Lovely eighth. My question is, what happens now? Do the players go on holidays? Do we go on a recruiting spree? Do, you know, does the club shut up shop for six... I Look, yes, I'm still an infant in my Mariners uh, members, m- member life, but and I wasn't really paying attention. You've been not season. telling anyone that on Facebook. They were absolutely smashing. I don't care. Yeah, because it's one of the rules. Whenever you make a comment, you have to state how that long I'm a you've foundation been a member. member. Yeah, yeah. Okay. especially if you're a flaccid member, <laughs> yeah. so, which is what I like to so use. Apologies, I'm a foundation member, so this oh is my, my opinion. God, that, that's better. <laughs> a foundation member. Now you're going to say something stupid. 
I think I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so my question is, is basically, what happens now? Celebrate <laughs> good time. Oh, no. um, I can't believe the season's over already. Yeah. I know. It's okay, so, well, on what, the club or the players or a bit of everything? A bit of everything. Just to get a bit of insight of what happens behind the scenes now that we don't actively play every weekend. All right, well, the players will do, as we briefly speak to um, Appia later, they'll do a, a warm-down for a few weeks and sort of um, get their bodies in the right position for off-season. Like you don't want to be carrying any like ongoing injuries for the off-season, otherwise they might stay there. So then, they'll, then they take it upon themselves to keep their fitness up. Um, some players don't, and then that's when you find that their contracts will end, like um, Reese Williams... Yeah, well, between leaving his English club and coming to Australia to start pre-season with Perth, he put on 10 kilos. Like That's, like, fat. Punching um, above your weight there. Yeah, oh. definitely. So, you know, even even though the off-season here in Australia is ridiculously long, they don't get too much of a break. I think it's only about four weeks, yeah, if, that's about if a month. that. Yeah. Um, so it is a really long pre-season, and I think maybe they deserve a little bit more. I don't know. As for the club, I can't really say for sure, but I know that Dan is working on new membership back for next year. Um, they'll probably get a week or two off. And then, um, yeah, you probably know more about it than I do, Moro. Oh, well, ba- I don't know about that, but back on the players, they they might be lucky enough to get an extra couple of weeks, uh, the teams that are not in the finals. Uh, <laughs> like us. Mm, yes, like us, exactly like us. Um, just because uh, they have an extra couple of weeks before the season starts. Again, on the other hand, some clubs might think that the best thing to do is to flog their players during that period. But really, clubs are aiming to be in 100% form or maybe just a bit below 100% when they start the new season so that they can grow into their 100%. So they like to time that uh, based on a schedule that their fitness coaches will develop. Um, and, and so that's what they'll start doing. That schedule starts pretty much the day they finish finish the the season I think so as for off the field um, the club then will spend a lot of time trying to make sure that all you people out there listening are going to sign up for new memberships next year and so I expect Dan the member if you thought Dan was going to start resting then no not a chance you're the man be- never rests he doesn't stop no he doesn't he's you know he spends more time than the players no doubt and uh and so he will be busting his butt to get information out there to people about what's happening with membership packaging for next year and talking to people about what they want to see and get into those membership packets. And uh, and uh, so this is a good time if you've got feedback to um, pass it on and uh, I'm, I'm sure Dan would welcome uh, any feedback that you do have. In fact, I, I dare say he will soon open up a bit of conversation with the members via emails or maybe by the members group or whatever and, and uh, try and get that information flowing. So... So there's not much resting going on, put it that way. No. Um, like, I know the season's over, but I feel like it's starting in some way, in some weird way, because the next couple of months are very important. And um, we know that um, apparently Ocon's heading overseas for a couple of weeks, going on a scouting mission. Um, I dare say he might hang around for about a week or so, um, but in terms of all the players warming down sort of thing, that's all really all, all up to the fitness staff and all the physios and that, and... Um, once he's no longer needed, he he would have already made up his mind with who he wants to re-sign and um, who he wants to say thanks but no thanks. And um, from what we know, he's obviously with his extensive career 
Um, he has plenty of good contacts throughout Europe, so um, I'm looking forward to some decent visa signings. I think we'll be signing a new spine. Mm, I think we will. And you'd hope that uh, Paolo, with those contacts, has been developing those over the last you know few weeks, maybe even few months, maybe even as long as the transfer window in January, so that he knows exactly what's likely to be um, uh, worth a visit on this uh, international holiday. Oh, did I say holiday? This international <laughs> working trip that that he's uh, heading off on. So uh, you'd imagine he's actually going over there to confirm things rather than to... Because um, it's really important that those players arrive here as soon as possible <coughs> so that they can have a full pre-season with us because otherwise... <coughs> uh, if they're Assimilated even, to the team. Yeah, if they're even a week or two behind that uh, training regime, then that can have an impact on how ready, ready they are at the start of the season. So I'd imagine he'll be acutely aware of how quickly he needs to move on some of that. It is going to be a big test of his coaching, though, because he's not had to do this before. Massive. Because he's only been in the national setup where he doesn't need to go and scout for players. He'll go and scout, but in terms of signing players and convincing them to come here and to come and play for your club for a whole season. Not he did just admit that would be a bit of a challenge for him. Yeah, and it's going to be huge for him. So this is, obviously the whole season was a very big test, but in terms of building his own squad and getting essentially the club to look how he wants, it's going to be real big first test, I think. Because you think he is, is a... a a decent attractant for young players. We've heard it from plenty of our own young players. They want to come here and play for him. So young Australian players, um, any that he has any interest in, they're going to be, you know, easier to attract. But when it comes to foreigners and we're looking to fill a roster of foreigners here, I think we're looking at five, um, then that's a different kettle of fish. So there we're looking at uh, he played a number of years in Italy. He played a number of years in England. He did play in Spain. I haven't brushed my icon history in the last um, uh, day or two. I've brushed a few other things, but not that. And so he, we hope that he's got contacts in all those places and that's where he's going to find these people. But um, you're right. And there's no real chances here, is there? Because he's been here for a year. Um, hasn't had. He signed one player. He's responsible for Scott Galloway, I believe, but no other players. So that, that means that he's uh, really starting from scratch now, but had a year here. And the fans, they are rightly impatient about success. So he really needs to come up with a team that is going hit to the, hit the ground running and he's building it from scratch. So he's got his work cut out for him. He does. but And hopefully having someone like Ocon here is going to attract a lot of, not young, because we already have enough young, young guys, but those guys that are sort of, middle-of-the-road age Australian players that want to come back and get back in the national team setup because that's with Moss, we didn't have that. With Wormsley, we didn't have that. With Arnie, we did have that, and that was the last time we really did. So Ocon needs to essentially, in that sense, in terms of being attractive to come and play under, he needs to be Arnie 2.0 for us. He does. And there's a few uh, young players in Europe who... Well, not overspend. That would be the big difference. He might be overspending. No. Not, well, with, not with Charlesworth here. To be fair, though, we have heard Charlesworth say that um, here in this room, to say that he will um, uh, allow money for Paolo to build his team. We've also heard when we asked uh, Sean, was it, I think it was last week, Sean said to us, there's every chance we'll spend over the cap, if I can quote Sean on that. I think I got that right. 
if that's it, the case. It depends what the cap is, though. Yeah, it does, and it depends what the options are because this is the biggest thing, that the decisions are really important. There's no good spending over the cap on players that aren't going to um, improve our situation. No Malik Marnays, no Marcel Sipes in terms of visas. Exactly. So he's got to get that right first time. And let's face it, um, we rate Arnie, but even Arnie hasn't got that first time. Marcel Sipes was an Arnie product, was he not? Mm, I believe he was. So that's the kind of signing that we can't really make. Um, So... Well, I, I think that they'll they'll spend the money if it's right, if it, if they think that it's a good fit for the club, then I think they will open the wallet. But Enough. I don't think they'll do those Mane mistakes. Well, they'll try every possible. Yeah, you still make them. Obviously, you know it's tough. I mean, the Malik Mane is probably a good example, actually, because uh, in terms of uh, what the footballer could have probably delivered, there was probably a fair bit to be delivered there. But underneath the cover that you don't see outside of the football paddock, then there were a few things going on in that kid's uh, personal life that really impacted on his football. I won't you know, go into the detail of what I have heard about it, but suffice to say that if we'd known his personal life was heading in the direction that it was when he came here, we probably wouldn't have bought him here. Um, he's related, I think. He's a, is he not the cousin of Sadio yeah. Mane from, from Liverpool? So he's got the pedigree there, um, no doubt about it. And when it's we saw him... Money. Yeah, well, exactly. It is that, but it's also... Um, just that, that, as you said, actually, the, the, it's important that they fit the club and culturally we, uh, we're into people who have a fairly clean skin kind of uh, reputation and, and approach to life. Well, I think the old joke is that, and it's probably not a joke, it's probably the more sad thing, is that we've probably made some signings purely off YouTube and going off online and just bringing, you know, bringing someone overseas and going, oh, is this guy okay? Yeah, that's all right. We'll have him. But I feel like with Ocon, that's not going to happen. And Which we should see Sean is a good and, thing. Yeah, Sean and Mike won't let that happen either. It'll be meticulous. It'll be. It'll probably be slow, but it needs to be quick. That's going to be Ocon's real challenge. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be right first time because there's no real second chances. So Not anymore. Well, he's if got we, one chance, hasn't he? Well, we he's don't have relegation, more. so there is. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but is there a chance for Ocon? It's so hard because because Arnie, it took him a couple of years to get us to be as good as we were. It took him a couple of years in Sydney to get them to be as good as they were. And this is a coach that we think could be the next Socceroos coach who we've rated uh, for a number of years. So so Ocon has got a lot to do. It's a tough thing. And uh, reputation-wise, he hasn't got a history other than that we know he's got, uh, he probably has got some good contacts in Europe because he spent a lot of time there. One of the things that I think is the most interesting is that we've got him for one more year. So at the moment, he's got a two-year contract. Um, so he's got one more year left. So we're going to be thinking, we're going to have to be thinking about his contract as well. And we know, or we think, that he might be popular with some of the other A-League clubs, in particular. Well, it all depends how he goes this year, isn't it? Well, it does. It, maybe it does. Um, it, it, either way, probably about mid-season or earlier, we're going to have to be thinking about whether we want to re-sign him. Um, mm. And so, and at the same time as that, um, we'll no doubt have pressure from the fans because the fans are restless, have been restless for a while now. We, we've got a little bit of the monkey off us by at least finishing eighth. I'm not for some fans. <laughs> no, some well, some fans are upset when we finish. Anyway, S- second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there'll be pressure there. But personally, I hope that we give him enough time, and I think it could be at least another year after this. It could take that long for us to really get to hit our straps. So hopefully, we're good enough to keep the fans off our back, get ourselves looking like a finals team next year, and really challenge for the title the following year.
It's not just paying Ocon to stay here either. It's, you know, giving him the money to spend on the squad and do what he wants. Exactly. So, it is. Yeah. Yeah, if you see Arnie go, then you might see Ocon go down there. There's that. There's uh, Popovich. Um, you know, Paul Ocon's background. Numerous. Marconi background. You might want to be a Western Sydney person. <coughs> so it's going to be interesting. <coughs> All right. Following on from Fred's question is Andrew Bellamy asked us a question. Um, now that the season's over, what positives can we take from it moving into next season? Hmm. Positives. Positives. Come on, Positives. boys. Well, I, from a from a play, from a player's perspective, I really like what Rue did after coming back from. I think I need a bit of coming back from, from I've just got a cramp. Just start the, the sentence injury. again. I really like what Rue did. To start I like. I, I really like what Rue did. Start uh, again with a little bit of gap in front. I really like what Rue did. Um, coming back from injury and performing the way he did. Uh, obviously, Izzo uh, performing the way that he did um, with obviously the season that he had last year. Yeah, but he's gone. What do we I know. The next year, well, it's true. Worst kept secret in the A-League. It was, still was a positive. He did help us stay at eighth. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now I don't think many people would like to admit it, but if we didn't have him in for most of the season, we would have come last. Yeah, I'd agree. Yes. Fair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Um, positives. Um, well, as our guest on this podcast is, um, he's a positive. Um, there's a few players putting in effort. Payne on the left. Um, Barge is, you know, pretty decent signing for next year. Yeah, I think signing, well, re-signing Trent is a positive. I think his confidence has obviously taken a hit probably the last three months. Um, sort of, he came in. No, I think he needed. I think that needed to happen. I think it probably did too. Um, I don't. He's he's not one to get a big head about him or anything like that. I don't think it's not that. But um, hopefully, in the off season, uh, he can refine his confidence because. Being a local um, is a very, very good prospect. And I think, you know, we've we've invested in him now and I think um, he needs to work very hard in the off-season to find that. Positives for me, there are plenty of positives. Firstly and foremostly, regardless of the margin, we finished eighth. We didn't finish ninth. We didn't finish tenth. We didn't finish 12 points behind next in front. We didn't finish in front of victory. Woo-hoo. But we did finish in eighth, and that is a real positive. Um, we needed that little bit of um, – we did that. So we've got that. We have, again, as we did last year, we've turned a lot of players who had minimal games in the A-League into players who've played many games in the A-League. Some of them have played out of position at times, and we've made them do things that will have hopefully developed their confidence in, at various parts of their games and uh, you know, set them in good stead for the future. At the same time as that, uh, we have been through some heartache uh, in general and uh, most of that's been forced upon us by the purse strings being pretty closed. But in doing that, we've got ourselves into a, into a direction that is a better direction in terms of staying um, financial. We have filled the uh, staffing with people who we're starting to gain trust with. So the office is full of people who we uh, like to work with that we get, we feel are positive influences. The CEO is 
doing a good job as far as I'm concerned. It's the best it ever has been by mile. Exactly. So so there's that. Then if we go to the coaching staff, we have, uh, sure, we've just talked about how he's got a massive job, but um, I'm not sure if I can think of a lot of coaches in uh, Australia who have got, who have, we rate as having an opportunity to perhaps cut it um, in this situation. So that's a positive. We hope that they're going to take a really meticulous approach to recruiting and we really need that. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of positives for us to go forward and uh, uh, the only negative really is that we're not playing in the finals. Uh, and let's face it, uh, what did, I don't remember what my tip was at the start of the season. I, I saw you post somewhere that you had said that we might be seventh. I think I said seventh. I, I reckon I, I might have said to that it. too. <clears throat> I, I think I might have said that I hoped or thought we might be able to slip into six. Well, we didn't do that and we didn't get seventh either. But we at least didn't uh, finish with the spoon and we're... Uh, that's a positive. What I'm having <clears throat> for a positive is that a lot of the younger players take on what they've learnt this season into next season, much like Izzo did the season before yep. into this season. Um, I think we could see a lot of players progress quite a lot. It's it's weird. It's I know it's an odd comparison, but it's something that gets used a lot in AFL where um, clubs will go through periods and then they'll just play youngsters for one season or two seasons so that way they have the games in them and then by the third season that's when this that's when they really do start to come good where mm-hmm. we've we've been forced into that situation because of the whole financial thing so we haven't necessarily done that by choice is it is it the right thing to do by choice in football probably not but next season hopefully those young guys that now have two seasons or a season and a half under that belt, even one season, if they're surrounded by more experience, will now come good. And you remind me of another positive, which is that I think we've all been talking about how we've now signed 10 players. 10 players is not half of the roster, and you can see it as a negative because we've got a lot of work to do in terms of signings, but given that we've been through, a, uh, we're going through and have been through a state of change, then we now have an opportunity to uh, bring in five foreigners, the full set of foreigners, um, so that if we do that right, then that's a real positive that c- that we could have. Um, it's worth noting that every other club is in the same position because there's a lot of players who are off contract, and we won't go over endlessly why they're all off contract. Do you want to read out every single one? Our players. I'm well, kidding. Don't. <laughs> done it I'm before. about to. So we've it. done it before. So yeah, no. I'm at the whole league. Well, well, well we can at oh, least we can at league. least talk <laughs> about. Um, let's, let's just do us. Yeah, let, let let's do us. And yeah. a couple of rumours as well. Like was the well, rumour we're signing Theory Urban? Yeah. Well, let's let's play fake salary cap for next season. Can we do that? I'm hopeless. Go for it. Let's do it anyway. All right, let's try. In amazing scenes, I've actually half prepared for something. Sorry? Um, Have you got scrolls over there? Some sort of a scroll on the iPad. It's a... This is is called a modern scroll. Modern scroll. Yeah, good. Thanks Um, for that. So, Hewitt Bell, Fletcher, McDonald, Gonski. Izzo, O'Donovan have basically confirmed it themselves that they're gone. Um... Apparently Tavares or Fatih posted something on Facebook. Yeah, Tavares. Tavares, Tavares is gone. Apparently Fabio did as well, posted yep. something on Facebook. So Cryptic, but I think he's going probable. to the Wanderers. What's happening with Fatih and Tavares, I don't know, but they definitely won't be here next season. Um, I don't know where Where do you think they'll go. Won't be in the A-League. No, they'll go back no. overseas probably. They were on way too many overs anyway as it was. Um, so in terms of the foreigners, and now with Monty being Australian, that's five visa spots that we can fill. So that's that's 
huge. I don't know if any other club is going to have the chance to fill five visa spots. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, in terms of the rest of them, Nasevsky, we, th- uh, you know, he didn't start in the derby. Uh, he didn't start on the weekend after a few starts in a row. Uh, uh, it's not looking good for him, is it? No, it's not, which is a shame. Like We spoke to him not last week, the week before. A few weeks ago. He, and, of, and all the Sydney fans as well have all been saying the same thing, that he's a really nice guy. And I feel like if he had have come here maybe five years earlier, I think we said that after the interview, that I think he probably would have been easily a number one goalkeeper for a while. Um, but I think that probably that consistency of not playing all those years at Sydney might have hampered his chances a little bit um, here and there to maybe get some consistency up and... Um, but it looks like he's not going to be here. And there was that interview with the World Game, I think it was, um, where he sort of spoke about not being selected in the derby and that was maybe the writing on the wall and Ocon's way of um, saying that he's not going to be here. So A little bit of talk about the way that was done, but we won't yeah. dwell on that too long. Yeah, so I, so we're definitely going to need... We've got Pierce, but we're definitely going to need a proper number one. Um, I think we spoke about it before, but would you use it on a visa spot? Um, no, well... Not a goalkeeper. No, not a goalie. Not, not in Australia, because... We, we're blessed with well, a lot only, of good young keepers. The only decent foreign keeper I can think of was um, Sorensen, but he's, you know, 60-odd. Mm. Yeah, that's a thousand years old. So, um, Scott Galloway? Yeah, I'd keep him. Keep? Yeah. Yep. Ocon signing. If we get rid of him, uh, the next one was Neil. So, Neil is probably gone. I think... I, I don't think he's really shown potential this year. No, I feel for Mickey because of all his because of all his injuries, but we're not in the position to carry people anymore, unfortunately. No, and it's been hard for him to prove himself. I love the kid because I've, I've you know been uh, well. I've sort of spent a fair bit of time talking to him over the years, and he's been through some hell. Um, but he hasn't been able to you know really stick himself to the to the squad this year, so we can't carry it. No, um, Posco, which Aaron, you very. On the fence about this one. Oh, I love Posco because when, whenever he plays, then he does a fantastic job. And I, I don't know what the statistics are, but when he's in our side, I bet the statistics of our wins are good and the statistics of our defending are good. But I don't think he's been able to play six weeks in a row for the entire of the three years that he's been with us. Is it three years? I think it is. Two Wormsley, oh, one Ocon, one Wormsley, and one, I think he was brought here by Phil Moss. So mm. three years without ever playing, and, and there's a lot of thigh injuries, and uh, eventually, again, we can't carry that. Um, not at our club. Maybe. It's a decent player, just not consistent. Well, hasn't been able to stay on the pitch, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly that. It's sad. Well, I've, I've gone keep, just because I think an experienced visa centre-back next to him would be awesome. Because when he plays in there at centre-back, he's probably the best in the league. Not in the league, best of the club. But I understand. Totally agree I understand that. your question mark. Yeah. On his I'm staying on the fence because I'm, I'm yeah. not going to say no because it, that, what you just said is exactly right. Yeah. Adelson, out of contract. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen him for about five minutes, but one, in the five minutes... One more season. This is, this, yeah. is, this is the start of a Mickey Neal situation, though. It is, but the thing is... That he it's pl- such a massive blow for the him first in the time I s- game. The first time I saw him play, I didn't even know who he was. It was up at Tamworth in an F3 derby yonks ago in a pre-season game when we went up there, and uh, he came on and I had no idea who he was, and I was like, who is that kid? Um, and uh, he was fantastic, but then got injured, I think, before that season started. Same thing happened last year. I wasn't at the game, but everybody reported... He was on fire. That we was we on heard him snap. Yeah, but, but yeah. before that, then he was killing it. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a very dodgy pitch, too, which is probably what did the injury You know what? It's, it's a bit like Storm Rue. If, if he does come back this year, next season, I mean, 
He's going to take a fair few games to get back into it. True. But the one thing that I love about the kid is that there is some heart in there because the way he has recovered from mm. both those injuries has been something to really be admired. So I'd like to think that he will be um, one of our men. Montgomery, we spoke about the death last week, just has to be kept, I think, I, yeah. for one more season. Has to. <clears throat> Torn. Has to. I love him. I'd, want I'd him. love to, but I'd, I'd, to be honest, the way it's going, I can't see it happening. No, I'm, no, I'm worried it's not, not either. Yeah. I, I That's want my it. concern. I want it because I think he's the leader that we need. We can't pay too much. This is sort of like a Roy thing. We can't go nuts and spend too much money on him, but I think he has to stay. Yeah, but is there maybe a bit of theory there that uh, it's not about money so much? Well, it is a bit about money because uh, for Monty, he's finishing his career. This could be his last contract anywhere. But at the same time as that, he is this what Ocon needs to do to sever the ties to the history and to take us forward? That's what I'm talking about. Not not Monty. I love Monty. Mm. It's a tough one. He's in a. This is this is another one of those um, Ocon testing moments. It is. I think. Up here, Kubi, out of contract. I think we'll re-sign him. I yeah. think we will too. I think, um, like I said in the interview, he's m- one of the few players... Interview hasn't happened yet. Well, we'll see. <laughs> what interview? <laughs> he's one of the few players at stages this year that looked like he wanted to be on the pitch and that looked like he gave a shit at times when it looked like nobody did. And, you know, he came up through the came up through the youth team all those years ago and I think the club probably holds a bit of a special place in his heart there. And um, I think, you know... He needs to work on certain areas of his game, but I think there is a good, there is a very handy footballer. In Look, there. for the first half of the season, I pretty much wrote him off. But, so did um, I, to be honest. Well, it's weird because in the in the preseason game where Delson did get injured, Appiah had an absolute blinder that game as well, and I thought, mm. oh, this is going to be brilliant. We're going to have you know Delson on the right, Appiah on the left, and just tear teams apart on the wings, and it just didn't happen in the A League for him for some reason. Well, not until but, late. No, that's well, what I was going to say. Until from Canberra, that's yeah. when it clicked for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was just playing against that shit Adelaide team or whatever that sort of snapped it into him. Confidence from getting a goal. Yeah, and um, based on his recent performance, I'm hoping he can carry that into next season. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. I would I would say yes. Me with too. A full, with a big pre-season and some consistency, he'll be very handy. Yep, and yeah. a good coach. He's working his touch, though. He does. He does. But he's young, and I think that he can get there, and that the effort part of it is a really important part. Part of our team that can build, a, we can build around foreigners that Paolo is going to bring us. So Pierce, Rose, Ascroft, McGing, Payne, Bingham, Powell, Rue, Berry, Bahaja are all signed for next season and three of them for the season after. That is a good crop of youngsters to have five visa players around uh, that now have Who are basically the two seasons. The three of Rue, Berry, Bahaja are signed for the season after as well. So I crunch through some numbers, rough. <laughs> what what I won't bore you with all the numbers. Did you I, go to work today or what? Uh, no. Um well yeah I did. You sent I, these I did to the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you what do we think that, what do you think the cap will be for next season? I've I've gone three point eight. That might be conservative, but I can't see the no. FFA giving up any more money than what they have to. No, I'd pretty much agree with that, yeah. Charlesworth wants six, he's not gonna get six. No, well that's just you know, bartering in it. Yeah. Bar- I, 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 I can't see it being more than four. I think we'll be lucky to get three point eight. Yeah. So my, that sort of might be kind of middle of the road. So I've gone for 3.8. If if we spend the floor, that's around 3.3. Um, I crunch through some rough numbers on what the boys might be on now, and that adds up to about 1.5. So then we've got... Well, we've been told that we're spending the cap. Yeah. Well, this is this is maybe conservative, put it that way. So we, we will have more money than this. 
right? So that means we're even in a better position than what we have been. So we've, we've got around 1.8 to spend on five visa spots and three good Aussies. And that averages out about to about 2.25 a season. So if, we've, if, if we spend the cap, that average flies up to around probably the 300 mark. So if we can't get five good visa players and three experienced Aussies for 300, 300 a season... Now you're looking at more for that. Probably for decent. More. Probably more. Well, that that's good. I, I know back at um, some of our standard squad players are on 400k. Yeah, well, I know. Well, we know that we we offered Wilco around the 400 mark, and then we couldn't compete with Sydney after that. Yeah. So a player like a Wilco, who maybe Sydney's most consistent, I wouldn't say best because he's not overly skillful or sort of anything like that, but most consistent throughout the season. He's the best defender. Defence wins your titles, and that's what it has done for them. Yeah, and he's just gone about his business, so that makes your 300 sound decent. So that's we are in a that's good position. for yeah. a player of that Yeah, quality. For a top-quality player, absolutely. Just imagine what he would do for our back line. But for, but for a good Australian uh, who's been playing in the A-League experience, then I think that's good money. It's yeah, good money in Australia. It, yeah, it's yeah. good for us, not for them. They, they, won't offer, they won't take that. It's more than they've been getting. Well, if you you look at people... I don't think so. Not at some clubs. Well, based on the Wilco theory. We couldn't get him for 400. But yeah, we're I not going to get him for three. But no, but... When, but you'll get but someone I'm slightly lower I, I for around. Wilco's a f- soccer who's fringe player, and he's arguably the best defender in the league. Well, so you're talking to someone like Reese Williams or something. Someone like that. Apparently, he's going to Melbourne Victory, so that's out the door. But, yes, a, a Reese Williams who is maybe not in, at, not in the door at the moment. I'm not saying I like but, it, but what about a, pe- a person like Dylan McGowan? Been scoring goals. Uh, th- in fact, isn't he the golden boot for Adelaide? He is the golden boot. <laughs> um, and scored against us. Keith um, Norbo is looking for a new team. Um, yeah, so am I, but is I probably won't to run. Sorry about that, Gosford boys. This is the whole thing, though. There is some good Australians playing overseas that aren't in the window to get, in there, to get into the national team. But if they come here to play under Ocon... They will be. If, if if you can't get one of them here for three hundred grand a season, then you're not doing your job properly. What about um, the types of players that we see overseas? Uh, Stefan Mork is somewhere overseas. Don't know how possible it would be to think about that kind of player. Um, the young kid who used to be at Perth. So it's, if you're talking about players that are currently in, like, say, um, let's just say Div One in England, you're not going to get them for three hundred k. What's what's Div One? You are if they're sitting league? on the bench. Oh, sorry, league, league One. Yeah. League One. Yeah. You are if they're sitting on the bench and can't get a game. And ask Mitch Austin, ask Fletcher. Um, you know, these that, are the and they're the type of players that I think we could potentially win out of is those really decent bench, bench sitters that aren't getting consistent game time that could come here for cheap. Just to restart to, things. To, to get consistent. Do you game. think the only way you're going to get them is on a loan deal? It's still not cheap, by the way. Let's get down the bottom here. Some of the players that have been mentioned in that list to be lucky if they're getting 60 grand I've, next year. I've crunched through some and I've got someone like a Bahadur on 90. Yeah, but we're talking established players, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking three times that. Plus. You think Mitch Austin was know. on 300 a season? Not a chance. No, no way. Not a chance. So that's the sort of guy that we need to come here. Yeah, but he wasn't established, just, though. Just not Mitch Austin. No, and we want to. We I thought we were talking established Australian, decent yeah, Australian. We probably want to step players. up from that next well, level. Established to me is someone that's in the Socceroos team. If you're established, you're in the Socceroos team. Yeah. I'd say an established player would be someone that's playing regularly for a team. Yeah, but might not yeah. be in the Socceroos well, on, frame. 
just because of where they are. If yeah, they I'm came talking, to us, under I'm talking Ocon. the mould. I don't know if he's playing with his club in is it uh, in the Netherlands or um, the young kid De Silva, uh, who's a Perth person. Mm. Those kinds of kids, if they're not getting what they think they should be getting over there in terms of game time, then there's an opportunity with Ocon to get to enhance that mm. uh, opportunity. And and 300 grand, as much as I, I'm getting what you're saying, Jimmy, but 300 grand on the basis of that cap, that's nearly 10% of the cap. We've got, so tw- we got a 23-man roster. I'm telling you, it's going to be a loan. Whatever it is, um, then 300 grand is um, should be able to attract us. Something better than Mitch Austin, not as good as... Uh, uh, Wilco. Wilco, um, but... Um, yeah, but you were just saying you want foreign players and decent soccer, like um, we're talking fringe about, soccer is players. I'm talking about Australians who are overseas. I'm not talking about foreigners. Our foreigners, we're going to pay good money if we want mm. quality. Well, let's can then draw. Okay, so let's and say we're spending more forget, than three hundred. That's the for, average. That's the average. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. If yeah. you're going to spend more than three hundred for those foreigners, you're not going to spend that much. So again if you get, on the, so if you get a young Aussie is. who's on the fringe come home for two fifty or two hundred, then you've got <coughs> now five hundred perhaps to spend on another player. Yeah, this uh, is where we'll this is where Ocon's going to have to manage it. He's going to have to say, if we get our five visa spots right up the spine, if we go, 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 go for a centre back. Well, let's say someone like a Sergio Thurio who's been. Rumored, what do you think he'd be on if he were to come here as another ten? No idea, no idea. I don't think it'd be three hundred. I don't think he can ask three hundred. And so but I mean, it's not to say that the margin hasn't moved. Now it has moved. There's no doubt about that. And if the cap goes up, it'll have moved again. But Sergio Thierry, not for me. Not three hundred for me. No, two hundred, two fifty maybe. Yeah. And there's your extra hundred to go to a foreigner who's um, a number re- nine real quality. A number nine who's real quality. So it's Roy. interesting. Good thing. Good thing we don't work for the club. What was your cap on Roy? What was my cap on Roy? Yeah. Well, he came here for Nick's because he was in Singapore somewhere, um, looking for hoping for an opportunity, and we doubled his offer. So if we got doubled it, what do you think he was on here? I'm going at the three hundred grand mark then, because that's the kind of money that you'd have to pay if he's good enough. But so I, you, th- you you think we offered him three hundred? We could have offered as high as that. I doubt it. It's probably more like the two hundred two fifty frame. I think for Roy, because we yeah. were probably paying him an absolute pittance. So that's insane. In. If he goes to either Newcastle or Brisbane, he'll be on around the four hundred mark. If 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 not more, and we can't pay that. Let's say it was one hundred and twenty grand a year he was getting. We doubled it, and it was two forty. So they've offered him four forty. No way do I think we should be paying that for no, it. No way. That's a shitload of your cap too. Bloody hell. Even if the cap goes up by that much. But hey, we've, he's we've good, but he spent eight weeks on the sideline after headbutting somebody. Yeah, yeah. He has no, got a little yeah, bit of no a propensity. There's no way he's worth that much. I'm yeah, not saying that. A bit of a propensity to put his studs on the uh, heels of players from time to time. He'll get some more red cards, no doubt about that. The heart of the guy, I'll give him that, although in the last six weeks I think it sort of disappeared. may have fallen. Vanished. Out. <laughs> I think either... <laughs> <laughs> either way, either way, we try and frame it. Um, I think the boys that we have at the moment outside, I think Liam Rose would be on a decent amount because just because of how long he's been here and he's re-signed for a long time. Um, I can't even think of anyone else outside of him. I don't think anybody else is on that much. So I, we have plenty of room to move well, next if- season if we're going to spend the whole cap and allegedly more, like. Sean said last week. So we have plenty of room to get this right. Yeah, have we been over those guys? Because which one of those guys is an established A-League player? In our squad? None. No. Mm. Connor Payne might have established himself now, but he was not established properly at the victory. Couldn't. That's one of the reasons he's here. Storm is actually the one that is uh, Actually Storm. Out. I think Storm would be on the most. Blake Powell came close but came here because he was uh, wanted to come home. So you're not going to pay mega bucks for a player who wants to come home. No. It's convenience. Anyway. Plenty uh, of space. <clears throat> well, I'm sure we'll talk about more more about that Endlessly. in the um, upcoming episodes. Anyway, 
on to more news. Do you what Ocon said about the Macca's bus trip? <laughs> there won't be any more of them. That. Yeah, on the, the way. Days Did you are hear gone. About that, this, this, the McDonald's this really threw me. Bus trip was a staple of Western Sydney away on Pennant Hills Road. Yep, I've seen it. In my own eyes. So I. I was eating Macca's, and then I see Hutch walk in. I saw it after Mornsley, after <laughs> the like after the loss to Wanderers away in the was it the minor semi, major semi. I just no, I, can't, I can't remember what happened last <laughs> week, but we lost to Wanderers away in the final. I know what game it was, I just can't think of it. But And then we rocked up there at Macca's Appeal Hills Road, and then next thing you know, the bus pulls in. It's major semi. All the, balls, all the boys stroll in. Yep. I'm sad it's gone. Mm. Very sad. I'm not. The level of professionalism <laughs> oh, is rising up. and rising. <sighs> right. You eat your bloody cheeseburgers, you lot. Our so called affiliated club, Sheffield United. Uh, they got promoted from League One into Championship, so Monty should be celebrating that. Are you saying he's going home? No, we're not saying that. I'm, I'm just asking if you're saying that. Um, other news today, A-League then. boss Greg O'Rourke has confirmed that the uh, 2017-18 season will have two split rounds in the FFA bid to help Sydney and Melbourne with the Champions League. So I saw this today. So we're going to have two split rounds in a bid to help the Champions League but we won't have international breaks and still screw the Knicks over and our young national teams when the Oliroos have a big national tournament. Yep. And we will potentially have a Lambrose and a Trembahaja and maybe a couple of others out. And and the bigger clubs will be more affected than what we will be. So we're going to have two split rounds, but not break Good, for... Good, oh, <laughs> It's a load of bollocks. Oh. Oh, this is the first I've heard it. I haven't read that stuff or anything. And as soon as, now that I've heard that, so we're not going to reform the game and deal with the issue. No, of, no, we'll just have split rounds. We're not going to expand the league. And no, 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 no. We're no. not going to have a national second no, division no, no, no. We're and promotion and relegation. We're just going to have. We're not going to finish rounds. off the TV deal. No, but we're just going to help Sydney and Victory. He's sorting out all the big things, isn't he? He reminds me of who was that other clown we had at the, I mean, fellow we had at the Ben helmet. Buckley. No, different clown. Um, They're all clowns. But we might be getting Damien Debowen, the cricket oh, man. Oh, that fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. It didn't go quite He is. He was far. a tosser. He was okay, but he Should didn't know his football show. very well. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure he'd love to talk to us. They need to schedule a round to help the teams in the ACL, but I, I really don't think you need a split round to do that. Play just... If they play Moving mid- from a... Friday to a Sunday. Exactly. If they play midweek on a Tuesday or a Wednesday away, play it on play the late game on the Saturday. Play it on a bloody Sunday other. You don't need split rounds. The the split round this year ruined ruined the momentum for the back end of the season. But you do know everyone knows, of course, the reasoning. The reasoning has nothing to do with football. Seasoning, reasoning, whatever you want to call it, It has nothing to do with football. It has to do with the broadcaster. We could do what you just said, but no one had watched the game on TV, so we're not doing that. What we're going to do is we're going to split the round so that we can make sure they're all Saturday night games. Yeah, we might get a Saturday night game. Yeah, because actually the pseudo runners of the game are fucked. Positives, Luke. <laughs> no, rubbish. It's all fucked. Right, <laughs> reviews. <laughs> yeah, no, Patrick um, Delaney running the game. Victory at home against us. Um, how did we lose this 1-0? Can we start with how we, didn't we win it? Yeah, well, it was the same thing. No, I didn't. Oh, no, not really. Sort of. It's framed in a positive light. Yeah, true. Well, we know why we didn't score. Someone had left their brain at home <laughs> and their effort. 
I'm going to be honest. I was too plastered to know what happened because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't even get a look at you on the TV coverage either. And Pissed there was me off. a decent amount of us in the away bay too. No, well, spilled. how many how many balls across the box in, inside the six yard box does it take for someone to step up and put it in? That's what Matt Simon used to do. He used to run in a six-yard box, fall over the ball, yeah. and go in. One was a tap-in. Another of them was a sharp chance. And the one-on-one, well, sometimes they're harder than they look. But yeah, we, they are different. But there was a goal in there somewhere for crying When you execute loud. the one-on-one like Roy did on the weekend, you make it look hard. You've got to try and go around the keeper, at oh, least. Or, or take or the something. shot. <laughs> the last, you know, I've, I've liked Roy since he's been here, and he's, he is a good bloke. And But the last five weeks, six weeks... It's been sort of. It's been pretty disappointing to see um, all the contract stuff affect him in his performance. Even if he comes out and says that it doesn't, subconsciously it clearly has because he's played like rubbish. That's disappointing because an experienced player. That's what you think you're getting is that he can tolerate that. He can keep that out of his gameplay. If that's what it is, then that's disappointing because uh, as much as we've known that he was heading off for a long time, Paul Izzo was superb um, and uh, saved our bacon a number of times over the last two games. Mm, and especially showed... I love bacon. Especially, so do I, especially with maple syrup and waffles. Mm. Just he showed that, Sidelines, love you. He showed that full-time <laughs> at the F3 Derby as well when I think he's, he has not liked anyone in, in the stands for the whole time he's been here just about and he spun around to the bay and went off his head in a good way when he, and he hasn't done that the entire two seasons that he was here so I think as much as maybe I'm disappointed that he's leaving I respect him in that sense that you know he still gave his shit right to the end yeah and so delivered and whereas, some quality yeah whereas Rory clearly hasn't and maybe that's it's just the nights with the new kid it could be a whole bunch of things but the reality is before all the contract stuff got put out in public, he was in much better form than what he has been. And dare I say someone might pay him 440000 based on that crap I was espousing before. Mm. Yeah? Um, Barisha, we're going to have that against us forever uh, now. They're going to replay, replay that over He scored his 100th goal. Now, Aaron, you have some critiques of that goal that you were spouting earlier before oh, we recorded. I, I just get frustrated because when we put players into positions that aren't their natural positions my opinion, then we we get decision-making that doesn't suit. And I think it's lots of people's opinions. I'm just going to run us through that goal, um, and I'm not having a crack at the player here. I'm having a crack at the coaches because we keep playing these pl- young players out of position and they make decisions that don't often always make sense. Liam Rose goes to James Truisi, tries to put a foot in front of James Truisi, thus if he doesn't get that ball and he doesn't, Truisi is in behind immediately. At that moment, Troisi gets in behind because Rose doesn't get the ball. The next thing uh, Rose can do is grab him by the back of the jersey and rugby tackle him to the ground outside the box and get a yellow card, yes, but that's what Wilco would have done. So, as soon as Troisi's in behind, McGing, the other central defender, starts to go that in that direction. Now he's out of position, leaving Berisha. Galloway sees Berisha is going to be the guy who gets the ball. He starts to go out of position and goes to uh, Berisha. Um, the ball goes through to Ingham, who's unmarked now, and he's casual and calm enough to be able to push it back in front of Berisha, who's got defenders all over the place in front of him and just calmly puts it away. Uh, I don't Berisha know if you had does. them all over him. No one was marking him. They went to the back post because they thought that um, Ingham was going to have a shot to the I back know, post. But the moment that they all went out of position was when Troisi went in behind. Yeah, it, it went way too easy down that left side. Absolutely, and and so, so what? Our right, their left. So Rose, as any good central defender should do, has to get behind Troisi, goal side, and make sure he does not pass. Yep. Thou shalt not pass, is the rule. 
Now, yes, just, Gandalf. I oh, know I'm pretty annoying. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm pretty annoying. About <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I'm pretty annoying about this, but I feel like the kid's been put in that position more than once. If you guys think back to the game against Brisbane, then he tries to stop one in the six-yard box t- so that he can clear it with the other foot. Should have hooked it into the crowd, gets an assist yeah. for McLaren. Go a game back again against Adelaide, makes a little mistake in the six-yard box, uh, touch that's heavy, straight in front of Diawara. He finishes that as well. This is putting Liam Rose in a place where he's not natural. And when it comes to the pressure, decisions get made where they're comfortable and uh, a holding midfielder can get away with that because he's got a couple of central defenders who are going to iron the guy out behind yep. him but a central defender cannot You, you put him off and then the person behind sweeps it up. Exactly. But if you're last man in defence you, you cannot, got no You cannot do that. So I'm, I'm just sort of sore <laughs> at the fact that we have to play those players out of position and it's not the first time you know it goes as far back as Josh Rose playing as a central defender when he never was and it's the decision making um, it's just not natural so so that's why we lost. It was it was despite all that negativity that you just spouted on us. I know. Uh, that was it shit. was it was a positive ish way to end the season. Um you know, we we created plenty of chances. Um at times we defended pretty well against a pretty strong victory side and it was but like you said, it was those critical moments like Liam Rose making that split second decision, Roy with a one on one not getting the ball into the box into those critical moments that really did cost us. Yeah, and the reason I'm being a little bitch about it is because <laughs> is because in well, the why never <laughs> <laughs> is because in the last game they they nailed us at Central Coast Stadium. Mm. Um, Barisha Troisi scored some great goals and made us look you know average. So we could have expected to go down there and get absolutely nailed. Instead, we were right in that game, and I thought we could Very actually good. get something out of it and. Yeah, so when we didn't in that way, it just felt earth. First thing, sorry, but first no, first thing that uh, Monty said when he came over to the fence is that we fucking should have won. Now the first words yeah. out of his mouth, and yeah, he shit, was one hundred percent right. Oh, for the, the 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 first half of the game, I thought we were well in, and I just thought, okay, we might we might jag a win here, but you know, I may not be, you know. You're all over after this 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 comment, but you know, congratulations to Barisha. He is has achieved a massive massive achievement. Unfortunately, it's against us, which we will always. I'll fight you in the tunnel, Fred. Oh mate, I would have him. I would have him. I would have him in my team (laughs) every day of the week. I'd have him here every day of the week. I hate the attitude, but the quality is absolutely. See, I love the attitude. And after the game, I think I watched about forty of his one hundred goals. He's not. A lot as bad as the other ones. Morrow sort of made a diving motion. He is a diver. Oh, he wants to fight people in the. Look, I love the passion part of that. Yeah, I don't like the diving. But there's a level of um, fighting people in the tunnel. I love that shit. Yeah, more of that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. We could have used some more fight at stages in the last two seasons. I think there were times when probably we didn't have as much as he has. Is his big toe. Is what the whole squad did at Sages, but can't disagree with that. Slipping over in the tunnel? No, we don't want that. He slipped no. over in the tunnel. He did. Don't you remember that? He was giving it to some fans, and then as he was running off, he slipped over. Oh, that's embarrassing. I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> that would have been good. I would have loved that. I think I did my ACL when I told a seagull to fuck off too. <laughs> <laughs> what did that seagull do to you? I don't know. We were doing some sort of chant because there was too many bloody seagulls. Well, around. your knees, your knees not in in flames. So. Yeah, no, it's all right now. I recovered on. You had an Saturday. operation on um, Saturday? Yeah, we were telling seagulls where to go. And I was that gone that when I turned my body, I turned my upper body, but not my knee. 
and I felt something go. So that's why you don't get drunk in Melbourne. Can we just laugh at the seagulls though? Because they've got all sorts of techniques to get seagulls out of there. They apparently what's really required is is for Boise to bust an ACL. It's really yes. like degenerated into shit again. Yeah, it's probably my. We, we're done with our game. You happy? Oh, was that our game? I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Yes, that was our game. I've shat all over it. <laughs> right. Sydney at home to Spoontown. 2-0. Yay. Naboot. Naboot. <laughs> Funny was that penalty miss. Fucking hell. <laughs> and Booker's reaction. Yeah. That was, that was a good watch. I enjoyed that. So did I. This was very enjoyable. Scared shit out of me. Very enjoyable, especially after the week before. Us beating them was... Probably the highlight of the season. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, probably. I was a little um, bit disappointed in Sydney. I thought that they were going to score a good five. Nah, yeah. nah. It's a typical Sydney win. They second never got half. out of first gear, yeah, did but they? It's they them. don't need to. Yeah, second half performance. They just need. They need. To, they only do what they need to do. But um, no, I'm glad that Newcastle lost. <laughs> They're in a world of pain, though. The Jets. I don't know what else to say. They've happy. got they've got so many issues, and was it less than twenty four hours later they sacked Jones? Yeah, yep. Um, very very short statement uh, that the club released, and I it's it's a very Wormsley kind of situation, sort of. No, it's not. Well, he came in late, whereas Wormsley came in early, and then signed a few crappy players. Where Jones didn't even have the chance to sign anyone. Oh, I thought you meant that uh, Wormsley, like, well. If it's a Wormsley situation, then Jones would be there until the first game yeah, of the season. That's that's where the Jets did a lot better than us. But it's, Jones, it's good that they got rid of him now for them, yeah, not for us. Yeah, Jones came in late and, like then, he, I and then he left early. To keep him in there. Yeah, yeah. I they they they're in a world of pain, and they they're all hating on Laurie, um, which I respect and love Laurie for everything that he did here. But it is kind of amusing. What yes. are you talking about? It is amusing, eh? Sarcasm intended, I tell you in advance, but um, we could have had that owner maybe if our owner sold. Uh, That's rubbish. Huh? And instead we've ended up leaving him up there t- so we can sack the coach who's All never had a chance, uh, hire the CEO who. Um, May or may not Laurie's have hired very complicit. His mate to coach. Laurie's very complicit in all this. Yeah, he's absolutely. definitely not innocent at all. And I can't see him losing the CEO job because he got it because he broke the deal with Martin Lee. No, but I bet he's hurting over this because mm. it was well, his... Well, he's mates with Mark Jones. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. And it came out last <clears> night <throat> that it wasn't Laurie's decision to get rid of Jones. It was Lee. And I was like, well, that's obvious. But where does that leave Laurie's position? Does he just is he just Is he just there for a paycheck? Or does he have any sort of influence at the club? Because it looks like he doesn't. And people wanted Martin Lee as our owner. That's the most hilarious. From the owner. Yeah. So... Yeah. Seven years of no finals, and they've got nothing to show for it. There's football heartlands in the country. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right, Fred. They have three spoons to show for it. But, um, you know, we've been through, what, three seasons of hurt now for maybe different reasons to the Jets, slightly different. We've got a centre of excellence, a potential stadium um, proposal um, next season. Right's proposal. Pro- yeah, right's proposal. Uh, next season in terms of spend and... Visas and all that sort of stuff Looking very positive We have a coach We have a coach They have nothing to show They've got the boot They've got the boot They have nothing to show Hull (laughs) They've still got Hull He hasn't left for Europe yet The Hull thing is the worst thing I can't stand him But they've got nothing to show For seven years of hurt Whereas Despite our hurt Hopefully Halfway through next season We're going We're on the right track Whereas I don't think They will be still 
And it's the sheer level of hurt, isn't it? A lot of it. So Excellent to see. Three spins, all that. <laughs> right. Adelaide Wanderers, two all. Adelaide were up two nil and Capitulated. Blew it. Mm. Well, it could have been worse if um Galekovic didn't put in a good effort. True. Well it hurts me, but thanks Wanderers, because this helped us get eighth. Love you. So um, Let's be fair though, we got eighth on what, what basis? I had to check the rules to figure out how we were getting goal eighth. Difference. Goal difference. Well no, they no, had no, the no, same no. goal it difference. Was, oh, it was goal wins. scored. It was either goals scored or wins, wins, whichever the rules are. It usually goes goals uh goal difference than goal scored. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, but goal we, scored. so we scored. But more. we also had one more win. We did, so it was one of those two, but I think it was goals scored. But um so still. to the people saying that we, you know, narrowly missed a spoon, yeah, well we narrowly won the league. So <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> thanks, Wanderers. That's all I got to say about that game. Yep, appreciate you. Right, the first of the two crazy games on Sunday: um, Brisbane Raw four three up against Wellington after Wellington were up three one at halftime. Interesting way to end the season. You were drunk, sure. weren't you, Morrow? Yeah, I didn't see much of this. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. Um, that wasn't. Was it a wedding? Oh, your pre-wedding. <laughs> well, Wellington early on showed that. I think it was the first time in about a month or two months that sort of McGlinchey, Bonavasia, Barbarissus and Finkler all started the one game. Krishna? Krishna, I think as well, yeah. I think it was the yep. first time in a while they all started the one game. And the first sort of, when they were up, they were just on fire and they showed what they probably should have done for the whole season. And then again... They connected really well, didn't yeah. they? And then yeah. again, they showed what's been their downfall is that it just went all south. And... Um, it could have been worse if McLaren had have got his buddy penalty, which would have seen him win the Golden Boot outright. Yeah. Um, which I think that's that's why he needs to go overseas now. I think it's a good time for him because he needs to go somewhere to develop. I think he's finishing because he does score a lot of goals, but he could also have a shitload more if he worked on his finishing a little bit. He had a lot, lot more chances during that game too, and he still didn't bury him. But Brisbane... I think I said last week that Brisbane are so hot and cold. They were cold and then they were hot and then they ended up getting the win. Right, final game was the Lunacy uh, Perth at home 5-4 against Melbourne City. Perth bottled this. Wow. Yeah, they did. They were attacking so much that they had nothing left in the tank to defend. Yeah. That's what cost them. This is what happens when you have Mark Warren, Dino Julbich in your back line and it gets to the 70th minute and you're gassed. Yeah, well, it just... Descended into open field play, pretty much. Yeah, there was no defence from either say, side. No defence derby. Mm. The intent was there from Perth straight away. When they scored the first goal, I think, did Castro score the first goal? I think he did. It was the penalty. Yeah, it was, yeah. So. Um, he ran straight into the net, picked up the ball and ran straight back to the halfway. And yep. that was within was in the first 10 minutes, I think. So the intent was there from Perth straight away. And I think this this game shows... I know the defence was horrendous, but it shows what games can be like when there's actually something on the line. Like and I no defence. No, well, I was watching the Bundesliga highlight show last night and there was a game, it was a derby, it was Toffenheim and someone else, and it ended up 5-4 or something like that. It might have been the same score. And they were saying it was one of the best games of the season. But if it happens here, then we just say, oh, how bad is everybody bloody defend? It was shit defence, though. It was, but is it, it shit defence in the Bundesliga? Well, or it wasn't five... Well, our 5-4 game against game. Um, yeah. Sydney, that wasn't shit defence. That was a brilliant game. Yeah. Like, this this was bad defence, but I just I just hate when people go... They try and... Oh, it was entertaining, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, they try and sort of take the gloss off it, but... 
Perth, by the time Melbourne City started to come back, they had nothing in the, in the tank. And they, they easily could have got their home final. Oh, come easily. on. If Reddy could have beaten the entire team and scored, then <laughs> they would have had it all. To all the aspiring goalkeepers out there, don't do that. <laughs> don't drink before the game. I would game. have liked to send him. <laughs> and don't do that. Oh, we're joined by Corbina Appiah. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Um, now, good. some fans might not know that you actually played for our youth squad before you um, yeah. travelled off to West Sydney and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what, yeah. what are the major changes with the club since uh, your days with the youth team up until up until now? Um, uh, I think uh, it's pretty much the same. I think it's just different with uh, coaching staff and... Uh, few of the players, or well, most of the players are, but um, I think the backroom staff's pretty much the same. Um, and yeah, it's still a, still a good place since I last remembered it before I came back. Is there anything that you've changed um, in the t- towards the end of the, the, the season that is uh, attributed to your uh, your fantastic form of late? Um, I think it's really the only thing that was missing was uh, fitness, because I wasn't really playing much when I went to Wellington for one season. Um, and I had a pretty long off season of I think two and a bit months. So, um, and there was a bit of you know chopping changes, the coaching staff uh, with Wormsy going, then Hutch taking over, and then uh, Parlo coming in. So um, it was really, really down to fitness. Um, you know, match fitness is probably the worst thing that you can you could ever lose, and the hardest thing to regain as well. So um, I had to uh, you know work. You know, ten times harder. Even though I'm a naturally fit person, um, you know, uh, as a winger, you're doing more actions than you know most people on the field. So, and you know, I do a lot of tracking back as well. So, um, yeah, I think uh, getting that match fitness and working a bit, bit more harder and extra training has, uh, you know, helped me with my uh, my form. And you know, that's what the coaching staff believes as well. So we just mentioned then that you did come up through our youth team uh, in a very strong period for the club with uh, the likes of uh, Dookie and Matty Ryan and Bernie Abini and the club was quite successful. Um, you went on yep. after that. You went on a little bit of a journey to the Wanderers and then to the Knicks, as you mentioned. Um, what yep. was the, what was the reason for coming back to the Mariners? Um, it was really to uh, to finally give it a proper crack. You know, um, at Wanderers, I was really a substitute player, young player as well. And then, you know, I played in, you know, it's a bit weird, but um, I played in all the big games, you know. And the only real crack that I got was, the, you know, Champions League starting consistently and doing well in that before going off to the Knicks and um, having a pretty uh, torrid time there. Um, and, you know, Wormsley said, you know, I'm the type of player that was, uh, you know, that was kind of required that would, you know, help with the defensive duties and, you know, attacking as well. Um, he's, you know, he convinced me to kind of give it another crack. Um, but to be honest, I kind of gave up. To be honest, I kind of did give up, um, you know, with the A-League um, after my time at Wellington Phoenix. I kind of just wanted to get out and, you know, whether it was just go to Asia and just, you know, you know, just follow, yeah, like what most players do was probably the money or whatever, and I kind of did stop believing in myself. And then, um, you know, Wormsley convinced me, you know, just give it another crack. So, um, you know, me and Wormsley were really good, you know, because he was our youth team coach when I was here um, back then. 
And um, I think, you know, it's worked a treat with Paolo coming in and, you know, helping me develop and taking my game to a level that, to be honest, I didn't even expect myself to get to. Uh, one of the things that I've been most impressed with with you is that I guess over the last few years we've had some players here that maybe look like they don't want to necessarily be here. But when you've got your chance this season, you've looked like you really want to be on the pitch and you really do want to play for the club. Um, is that? Do you feel like that this is your sort of your last crack at the A League? As like as you said, you sort of did sort of give up after the Wellington experience. Uh yeah, oh uh, really that um you know uh you know when you put on the jersey uh, it means something and you know uh me and Sean uh the CEO are really good uh, from our time at Wanderers together um you know and Paulo you know Paulo's had a really great relationship with the players and you know the boys are fantastic it's the best bunch of group I've ever played with in terms of uh you know mateship and and all that and uh you know I think you know you want to you want to you know, you want to play for a good coach like Pilot and you want to, you know, play for, you know, uh, teammates that turn into friends. So um, I think that's probably the main reason why I think when you put on that jersey, you know, you want to, you know, give 100% to it. And I think we showed that at the um, F3 derby, uh, to be honest. And, you know, you know, I hope, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately we couldn't really, you know, have that type of momentum throughout, consistent momentum throughout the whole season. But, um, you know, I think, the credit to me and the boys that uh, you know we you know we still played with uh, with our hearts and our sleeves. Uh, so you have got a fair bit of history there in the A League across a couple of clubs um, after being here in the youth, as we've just talked. And uh, but you've come back here and uh, took a little while before you sort of embedded yourself in the starting lineup. But you, after was it in the fifties, uh, you scored your first A League goal, I think, with us. Yeah, I think it was after my fifty-first or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, like that. yeah. And then uh, we did, went absolutely nuts. By we the way. did like it. <laughs> we did like <laughs> it. And uh, and so then you've quickly, well, relatively quickly, you followed that up with another one. Um, does it uh, feel like this season, or maybe at least the end of this season, has been in a way a little bit of a breakout season for you yeah it has yeah it has and that's the you know the one thing that I was kind of worried about and you have to back up next season but um you know hopefully I can continue where I left off and um put in uh, good performances but um as a young player still uh still got a lot to learn and you know a lot to improve on which is really good so hence why it's you know exciting to get into training every single day to uh you know improve and uh take a game to another level as well um, what are the chances we'll be uh, seeing you run around in yellow next year? <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see what end of this week. <laughs> Fair enough. The sixty-four million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's What's next for Cabsy in, in terms of the next few weeks? Like, uh, do you are you in um, cool down training at the moment? I imagine. Yeah, we're in cool down. Uh, yeah, we're still training until. Um, I'm not too sure. I think after awards night or May somewhere, but um, yeah, I think it's just uh, probably just uh, rel- rel- training. Still, you know, putting the hard work and shift in, but um, trying to get the body right and making sure that you know we're fit for the next preseason, which will be a tough one, I'm sure. So there was some chatter by the commentators at the last game um, that you might be the fastest in the team at the moment. Who is faster, you or Trent? And can we get a sprint off? Um, I want to have a sprint off because so I can put everything to bed. Oh, I think I'm quicker. <laughs> um, Are you the calling boys him out? think I'm. 
Uh, I am pretty much calling him. <laughs> the boys, the boys think I'm quicker, but Trent's a little rocket. So um, I think on the GPS he's done the highest, but it's a bit difficult to to say because um, you know, you're not too sure if you're doing 100% while you're sprinting or whatever. So um, I think I'm quicker, but I think you know that that bloke's a that bloke's a road runner. Fair enough. Well, there, Trent. You called up, mate. It's, um, There's the gauntlet. We'd have to contact him. Now. It's been thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, thank you for joining us this week. It's um, been a pleasure watching you this year, and um, we hope we get to uh, see you run around next year. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, see you, mate. Thanks, Cozy. All right, Tizzy. Love you. All right, Academy time. Unfortunately, the boys went down 4-2 against MacArthur Rams uh, last Saturday. Um, all reports were, you know, all quite dominant, but um, I don't know too much about the match, so we can't really talk about it. So I'm a bit unfortunate for them. But when you play all the way in MacArthur, it's sort of hard to get there. Yeah. Yes, and yes, we didn't. We don't know. We ha- I haven't even read the match report yet, but I promise I will. Good boys. job. Right. But they do have home game this Saturday night at 6 p.m. down at Plume Park against... Bankstown Berries FC, so that should be a good bit of fun. Get down there, boys and, and girls. And as the colder weather comes in, it gets even more fun. Oh yeah, and those chips uh, and the chicken burgers, missed. They get even more tasty. True. The infamous plume fog will eventually come. Beanie's out. Yeah, beanie's out. No. <laughs> you know like those, things, oh. <laughs> those things. Those things you're going to get. You top deck toots, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to watch the game, but hide under the grandstand. You sound really sus. It's going well, to be raining as well. Is it? Yeah. I'll oh, see how we go. It's all good fun. Right, so yeah, 6pm Plume Park. Get down there. It should be good. Right, now we have the elimination finals for the A-League coming up. Raw at home against West Sydney and City at home against Perth. <coughs> I'm going to tip that City-Perth is going to be near law. At 90 minutes. Yeah, after the craziness of last week. I think I would if well if if that comes true I'm gonna I would take City in the shootout because I think Castro is the only one in that Perth side that I'd be confident maybe Keo taking a penalty. What about the keepers though? Bazanis and Reddy. <laughs> yeah, Reddy's not too bad at saving penalties. Yeah, no, you're right. Bazanis is a decent keeper though. I think is he? He got bit at the near post quite easily. As long as he doesn't get too mouthy. Yeah, but that game be fine. That game, everybody nothing counts went, in that game. Went wrong, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the, the, the FFA must be licking their lips together with what could happen uh, the week after. You so mean if, Fox? Well, and Fox, yeah. So if the Wanderers get up uh, over Brisbane, which my hot and cold theory over Brisbane, I'm going to say, or I'm going to pick that the Wanderers will get over Brisbane, and they have form in that regard. I think they've beaten them two times in finals now. Um, they came back in that crazy game. Uh, last season, where Brisbane were up about 3-0 after 20 minutes or something, and the Wanderers come back and won. Um, the year we won the grand final, I think, was the game where Ono scored that chip from outside the box, and they beat Brisbane. Uh, so they have history beating Brisbane uh, when the pressure's on. But where's going to be at? Spotless. ANZ. ANZ. That's the point of difference, I think. You won? The first game? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no Brisbane, Brisbane at home. 
It'll be in Brisbane. I don't know why I thought Wanderers were at home then. It'll be at Lang Park. Um, but I think that... The cow paddock. That might be the point of difference because those two finals, uh, the Wanderers were obviously at Parramatta. So, but I'm still going to pick Wanderers. So if they win... It'll be a Sydney derby for yeah. the semi. Yes, it'll be a Sydney derby, which we heard before it is going to be moved from Allianz to ANZ, which is so wrong but so right. I like it. Yeah. It's wrong because... Sydney gets screwed over, and we know how that feels, getting screwed over for um, big games. But um, you want to get as many people there as possible. Will it be a sellout? It'll be close to it. I'll go if it's a derby, for sure. Likewise. It'll be fun. No, thanks. You're, you're not a football fan, are you? Apparently yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> not on that measuring stick. Do you even football? I've heard of it. Oh, okay. He's dabbled. So one with it's the it's black the and white balls? Yeah. yeah. And then if Melbourne City get up, it'll be a Melbourne derby for the other final. So that'll be two huge games. FFA must be so happy. They are doing unspeakable things to themselves in their offices at the moment, just hoping that comes true. And then that that game will be moved from Amy to Etihad, which is probably a good thing for Melbourne Victory because Amy's more Melbourne City's home ground than what it is Melbourne Victory's. Do you know what I'd love to see? Perth and Wanderers win all their finals mm. and then Perth get to host the grand final. mm that would be lol-tastic. FFA might... Neck themselves. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, why, that's I exactly why I want it to happen. They've got the noose ready in the closet <laughs> if that happens because a Perth Perth winning rights to host a grand final would be hilarious. Hell that's the only reason I want it to hilarious. happen. Yeah, they, they, they would have no other option but to let Perth have it. They'll get a divorce from Fox. They will. They can't move it to Brisbane. They, they would Perth gouge. The they would gouge fans even more than they were already doing this year. It's thirty yeah. percent increase on ticket sales this year compared to last year. Yeah, and the games are two different prices. But it's, you will. But you yeah. will go to the game, Jimmy. Presumably, I'll see if I can get some free tickets in Perth versus. No, not Perth. No, what? in Sydney. I thought you were football fans. We Sorry. have. <laughs> we have contacts. <laughs> but Has yes, anyone made a, a tip on those first two games? Well, everyone knows that. Yeah, but I said Wanderers. <laughs> I Wanderers. said Wanderers, and yes. I, I said Wanderers, and I want Perth. Uh, I'm Wanderers and Perth, is yeah. that oh, what you're well, saying? We want yeah. Perth, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think City have got the quality to yeah, finish sticking to the script. City will win that game, and Brisbane will win at home. They'll both win in their home finals. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit with that. I agree. Well, thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you for <so much. laughs> We are in agreement. This is good. Um... Yeah, um, obviously it's 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 our last game for the season, um, but we're going to keep going uh, the podcast that is until you know the end of the grand final, um, and then we'll probably turn into a monthly show and we'll cap up um, the academy. So keep listening. Uh, thank you to sidelines. We're going to go there for an end of season feast. I hope, and um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you. See ya. Bye bye now. <laughs>